ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, February 17th. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to open up the phone line for you this hour at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer Made Pure. Our phone line sponsor this hour. Our text line also brought to you in part by me. 304-523-2275. We don't have a sponsor for that yet. It's brought to you by me. I'm putting the bill for that. So, again, 304-523-2275. Coming up on the program, we're going to hear from Charleston area attorney Rusty Webb. It was suggested a few days ago that he be the perfect guy to talk to about what options are on the table, what the situation is between Conference USA and, of course, the thundering herd. Marshall making its intentions known that after the academic year will not be a member of Conference USA. So what does the conference do? Conference USA responds by sending out a statement saying that, yes, all member institutions that are currently attached to Conference USA will play out the remainder of contracts. And that means the upcoming season. And that also means here's a schedule for you. You're going to be playing UAB on the road to open your conference schedule, which Marshall replied. Uh, We stand by our statement we made. So, That's where we're at right now. Huge contest between Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion. And on the other side, Conference USA, big old tug of war. So Rusty's going to talk to us about what can actually happen. What might be the ultimate play here? And some of the options that Conference USA and, of course, that Marshall Old Dominion, Southern Miss, half. So that's what we're going to talk about coming up here in the next few minutes with him. we got basketball action tonight on the men's side. The Thundering Herd at home taking on the Old Dominion Monarchs. Marshall improved to 9-16 and 2-10. and 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 Conference USA after getting a victory on Sunday against UTEP, 88-79. We talked to Dan D'Antoni earlier this week about how Marshall has to move on from UTEP and just bring it tonight. You know what? We played in Texas. That was against UTEP. And we did certain things, and they were great. And I told our players, there's no guarantee that game got in the plane and rode back with us. You know, we get here, you're going to play this game, and you got to bring it. You can't expect what we did back there to affect what you do here. It's not. And we're not changing, so we haven't changed anything. They're expected to do the same things. Uh, a little bit of adjusting, a little bit to some of their play, but it's our offense is basically the same. We teach it basically the same. And you can't say, well, we did it here, so we'll do it there. Maybe you won't. You better bring it. So Thundering Herd better bring it, according to Dan D'Antoni. On the women's side, Marshall also got a victory over UTEP. It was 60-48 on Sunday at the Cam Anderson Center. Savannah Wheeler and Aaliyah Dunham both had 16 apiece. Head coach Tony Kemper said that Dunham's scoring aggression has improved. I think she's just getting used to being offensively aggressive. I think she was in a different role for four years at a, at a different school. And uh, she was successful in the role that she was asked to do. Here, I've, I've always thought, you need to score for us. you know. And But that's... You know, that sounds really easy um, when you're old and, and 
there's no pressure and things like that. It sounds really easy to be able to just, well, yeah, you just go in and shoot, right? And, but it is, that's more difficult to transition than what people think is, you know, to, to be kind of ingrained that this is my job, this is my job, this is my job. And then, you know, really what we're trying to get her to do is if you miss your first two shots, you're still supposed to shoot the third, fourth, fifth one. And I think in the past, that, that's the flip, right, is in the past it was kind of like, I'm going to shoot two, and if they go in, then I'm going to be aggressive that game. And here it's, I want her to be different. I want, those are good shots for us, regardless of what happened on your first four shots. You know, the ball has moved. You're a quality shooter. I, I don't care about those other ones. And I, I think that's kind of been the flip that take, took her a little bit to – to move past, but I think she's there. She was great at FIU when we needed her to be, made a bunch of shots down there. And then, um, you know, I, I, think, I think that she, she's a pretty highly motivated player, um, just person in general. I, I think she knew that um, Gallegos was well thought of in our league. I think she enjoyed that challenge, right? So um, I, I want to go after this player. Me, me versus her a little bit, and I think she enjoyed that, and that's what com- competition is. That's what this is supposed to be. Is you know, when we watched Jordan this summer, I mean, that's that's all he did was try to find some reason to be motivated against that other team, you know, and some of the stuff he made up. I love that documentary, Jordan just making stuff up. I make stuff up about my interns all the time, just to just to just to motivate me, just to tick me off so I can get going. Tony Kemper, he's got a tough one tonight. Herd's coming into a, a situation where they better bring it. Old Dominion, 19-5, and 9-3 in Conference USA. They're pretty good at home as well. Last time out, the Herd fell to Old Dominion, 62-47. And Coach Kemper talked about what makes Old Dominion so tough on defense. I think generally they're a good defensive team. So we're not the only team that that they have done that to. So they've got really good length. They're very athletic, um, and they do that from multiple spots. So, um, you know, I think a a general statement is they're a good defensive team. So did they do anything earth-shattering that they don't do against other people? Not really. Um, You know, I think we've got to learn better where the shots came from, what they looked like. And, and then we obviously got to make more. I think we were 17 to 62. Um, and, you know, we got, we got more decent looks than what those numbers look like. So we, we've, got to, we've got to convert at a higher rate if we're going to have success against them. And so I think that's, that's part of it. Um, you know, in the game, uh, we fouled them a lot. That was a big difference was free throw shooting. Um, so we got to make sure that we clean that up. Uh, I think it was a 15-point game at the end of it all, and they had shot a, a significant amount of free throws more than us. So we got to make sure we do a little bit better in that department. Um, Second-chance points was kind of a thing. We gave up too many offensive rebounds to them. They're a challenging team to box out, but we got to get them off the glass. Um, you know, and then I, we got to play better offense. I think generally are some things that are that are out there that we got to get fixed. Pretty good game plan. Tony Kemper talking about what makes them so tough, and they're going to have to be a little bit better on offense, hit those free throws, challenge. Defense is something they're going to have to worry about as well. And Coach talked about some of those adjustments that his team needs to make 
to take on Old Dominion this time around? You know, we really focused on what happened the last time we played them, so our game. Um, and I think, you know, these two teams, it wasn't that long ago. Heck, it might have been a week ago. Is that right? There's only one week in between, I think. Um, you know, so it, it kind of just happened. So I, I think our game is most relevant, um, you know, and then you just kind of check off the box that they're doing the same stuff that you thought they were doing in between. But um, – you know, both both these teams did a nice job on us defensively. So we've we've got to be better on the offensive end. So you know, I think looking at that and trying to figure out um, how to make it easier uh, on our players to get shots that they like. And so I think that's the that's probably the biggest thing. I, you know, we we've got to make sure we do a good job of guarding them. They're both good offensive teams as well. So um, you know, some of the stuff you keep, some of the stuff you throw out, and you you start again. So. Um, we've really looked at, you know, the past game against them and trying to make some adjustments off of that. As Tody Kemper, head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd, when we continue, we're going to talk a little bit more about Conference USA, Marshall, early departure, penalty fees. Can they force the Herd to play UAB in that conference opener, that Conference USA opener? Can the league make them do it? Will they do it? We're going to talk about it. Charleston area attorney Rusty Webb joins us to give us a legal perspective on what's happening between the conference and Marshall when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Don't forget, coming up later tonight, we have got your complete pregame coverage. All you need, it is Huntington Federal Savings Bank College Basketball. Today, we'll preview the Marshall matchup with Old Dominion. We'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll also hear from Tony Kemper as we get you set for tonight's game between the Herd and the Monarchs. It's been an interesting few days. The Thundering Herd making a statement last week that it would no longer be a member of Conference USA. And then the Conference USA returns fire, releases a statement, and intends to pursue you know, all actions it possibly can to make sure that all 14 members of Conference USA compete in the league this season, release the schedule. Marshall fires back, says we stand by our statement that we made on Friday, and that's where we're at. Don't know what's going to happen, but there have been lots of theories thrown out there, and I want to get a legal opinion, so we invited to the program, and he graciously accepted Charleston area attorney Rusty Webb, who also, by the way, you have a fan club out there, Rusty, because a few texters said, look, if you need to get a lawyer on, you have to get Rusty. He's the guy. Oh, wow. That's great. I appreciate it. Yeah. I know you've been following this. You're a Herd fan. You, you've been following yeah, this. So you, yeah, I have been. Yeah, yeah you oh, know yeah. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I've been following it. Yeah. yeah, you know what's going on. First of all, Explain what the options are here. Marshall indicates it's not going to participate in the league after the academic year, states its reasons, and then the conference releases a statement along with a schedule and feels that it expects the members to honor the agreements that have been signed. So what are we going to see happen here? What do you think this is going to you know, ultimately do for both Marshall well, and for Conference USA as far as this going to court? Are the lawyers involved? Arbitration? What can we expect? Well, ultimately, um, it looks like CUSA is serious about 
uh, litigation because they did they didn't just take off ODU, Marshall, and um, Southern Miss off of the schedule that they released after Marshall said uh, we're not coming back. So that's that's a shot across the bow that we're we're expecting you to play the games per the contract. And so I expect litigation to ensue by Conference USA in uh, – they're down there Dallas, aren't they? Aren't they in uh, – what's that little town they're in where we always play the uh, conference basketball game? Well, they are in Dallas. So Frisco is uh, – Frisco, Frisco, yeah, Frisco is where the tournament's at, but they are located in Dallas. Yeah, okay. So they'll they'll file, I, I suspect, because we, we're talking about more than 75,000 that are in different states, uh, I expect they'll file in federal court and um, sue Marshall and or the other two. I expect they'll do all three um, on a breach of contract and and request what what you rarely see outside of real estate transactions, and that is specific performance. In other words, we expect you to show up and play Conference USA football games. That that would be my expectation. We have such a short timetable here. I know we've seen games and with COVID scheduled on a, on a moment's notice and played, but with such a short timetable here, you know, will this move quickly? Is this something that you will see maybe be resolved before the beginning of the season, or is this going to be drawn out? Well, what you what – you, would expect what happened uh, is the uh, whatever judge is assigned this case will probably, given the time frame, um, will probably initiate some form or fashion of mandatory mediation. That is, a, a third party uh, mediator would uh, come in and you know try to work out an agreement between the parties where where you know maybe pay more money. Uh, than an exit fee than you normally would, maybe uh, agree to play X amount of games. It's not uncommon to say, okay, if you're going to leave, you play X amount of, of our our teams in, on your non-conference schedule, uh, something like that. You can be extremely creative uh, in mediation uh, that you can't be in litigation because it's either win or lose. There, there is no... You know, there is no in-between when there's litigation. But I will tell you this. If I were representing Marshall University and or the other two schools, what I would do is I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait for Conference USA. What I would do is I would file preemptory uh, declaratory judgment actions in each of their uh, respective cities, like uh, Huntington, Hattiesburg, and Norfolk, and I would make Conference USA come to my hometown to litigate the case. That's what I think would be a very tactical, smart move on on Marshall and the other two uh, universities' part. Do you think that maybe that's already been discussed? Marshall, I'm sure, feels it has ground to stand on when you release a statement like it did last week indicating that it's tried to work with Conference USA to no avail, and so it's terminating its membership in the league. 
they just didn't wake up. The, uh, the the leaders of these institutions just didn't wake up one day and say, hey, I think we're going to do this. I mean, they had to have serious conversations. All three did it right around the same time. Right. Um, I, you know, the big issue, obviously, is the, as I understand it, is the 14-month notice that's in these disagreement or contract. And I don't have the benefit, obviously, of seeing it. You You have to look at the the document first and you're going to be in a better position to know what your what your defenses are but assuming that there is a 14 month notice if marshall whether marshall is sued in in dallas or whether marshall preemptively files in huntington the question is going to be does conference usa have sufficient notice within which time to schedule reschedule these games in time for the you know the the 2022 uh, 23 football season and uh, so that's the first thing you've got to find out and the, and the second one is is I, I I've also heard a couple of different numbers Paul one is, I saw three million is the buyout but then I also saw this formula where it's lost revenue and then lost lost revenue during the 14 months that you're not participating so you kind of add those two together and my understanding uh, based on an article i read was that in 216 that was 5.6 million now there's a big difference between 3 million and 5.6 because it's one kind of double of the other so yeah i guess you have to also uh, determine what numbers you're talking about for this so-called breach of contract these uh, these exit fees um, I note that I, you know this, and I note it for your listeners. Um, the AAC, when all the uh, their teams left, they said, you know, move on. We're we're happy to see you, you know, move up. They didn't do any any kind of litigation with those teams. So you can you could even say Conference USA could even say, hey, great, we loved having you. Great to be a part of you. Just pay your exit fee, and uh, let's all get on with life. But uh, Clearly, they're not taking the same approach that uh, the AAC did. Joining us on the program, Charleston area attorney Rusty Webb, big herd fan as well. He's been following this from a distance, so he but he knows a little bit more than we do as far as maybe some of the procedures, some of the options that are available. It felt like when Marshall released its statement that this was ultimately what Marshall was angling for. Here's why we're doing this: tried to negotiate with the league. The league doesn't want to negotiate. So do you feel that these institutions are actually shooting for some mediation? That's This is ultimately what they want because they haven't been able to get anywhere with the league so far? I expect that the league, uh, given its position, is that they want they want their pound of flesh. They're, they're, they seem to be angry about it to the point where you know, they released, obviously, they released the schedule after Marshall said we're leaving. So that, you know, that's, that means they're serious. My expectation is, is they're, they're, seek, they're going to seek either a court, a federal court that says you have to play these games, or if, Mar- you know, you can't get a police and come and get the thundering herd, right? It just doesn't work like that. Or they're angling for more money or more exit fee money that ultimately they would, uh, you know, when they we, we'll only know when the lawsuit is filed. But 
my speculation would be that they want um, the exit fee and they want more money because they believe they've been damaged more and their position is Marshall didn't give adequate notice. And so they are damaged more as a result of not getting sufficient notice and they should be paid more money than what the contract says in the in the name of liquidated damages or, in this case, exit fees. So it feels like, to me, the league wants more money, more of whatever it wants to extract from Marshall, and Marshall's tried to, if you believe the statement, in good faith, negotiate with the league. And is there an advantage to what Marshall has done and the other institutions uh, firing off that statement first? Is there anything that helps them in their arguments, any value of being the first one out no, of the gate? No, no, no. Once you get to litigation, the judge doesn't care what, what, what happened before. And it, this is clearly – it's another term we call posturing. Everybody's postured. Everybody's saying – CUSA is saying – oh, yes, you are going to play in 2022-23, and Marshall is saying, oh, no, we're not. And uh, uh, and the only way to resolve that is either through negotiation, which apparently Marshall has attempted, and kudos to uh, interim director Jeff O'Malley, who is also an attorney, by the way, if nobody knows that, um, and also uh, they're just – you know they're taking the they're taking the position that you know it, that the courts don't care the courts don't care about pre pre negotiation what they do care about is once it gets in their court that the parties sit back down again and and try until the judge has to make uh, the decision and you can you can mediate or negotiate a case right up until the jury comes out and gives a verdict or the judge makes a judgment and you can even settle cases post post trial if you want to if if the if you think you can do it so uh i think they're serious they appear to be serious and i would expect again i would file first but i'm not i'm not running the you know i'm not running the program but i would expect a lawsuit out of dallas uh, relatively quickly given the positions that they have and that and like you said the time frame not a lot of time this you, just, you can't take three years to to determine something that's going to happen in what not what where are we at six months? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's Somebody the question. Get, you take the field on Labor Day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the question. Of course, the conference games won't technically start for you know another three weeks, I guess. But still, uh, that's not a long time to to litigate a case. It's back to your point about the whole, are they going to get the police and force them there? I mean, we've speculated. There's not really anything that, if they're federally ordered to do this, if a judge says they do this, they have to do this. But barring that, Marshall doesn't have to show up until there's a judgment. So if this goes on for a while, Marshall can go about its its business. Is that the understanding or is that the right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In theory, in theory, um, uh, if it, if it's, if it, if it goes past, uh, the, the 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 first conference game, um, it's a, but it's a big risk. It's just a big risk. I mean, just a huge risk. You really want this thing resolved, you know, at least I don't know thirty days before, uh, because see now you have the Sun Belt out there going scratching their head, going, okay, 
Marshall said there's they're coming, but are can they can they really come or 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 if there's a judgment, uh, I guess they'll be able to pay it, and I'm sure we can. But you know now the Sun Belt's probably wondering about whether it should go ahead and schedule Marshall in, uh, you know, in, in its in its league in 22 and 22 through 23 season. So it's when two two large uh, entities take a a firm stance. Um, it's just, I mean, it's not good. Uh, uh, it's going to probably end up with a judge and probably mediation. And I, you know, if I, if you said, you know, my life depended on it, my guess would be that Marshall ends up either paying more money to exit uh, in a mediation setting, or they, uh, or they commit to playing some of the um, some of the Conference USA teams in future years uh for for revenue for the for the you know for those schools as a non-conference uh but really but really why who wants to do that you know what i mean it's like getting back with your old girlfriend or boyfriend you know it's just it's just awkward and besides they could probably make far more money playing some of the p5 schools than you know than than playing marshall in future years so i i don't know that's probably not a that's probably not going to happen either. I'd say it's all going to come down to money, just money. I'll make it easy on them. Marshall plays Western Kentucky. Let's we'll schedule that. We'll make it easy on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because we like to play them anyway. Right. right? Let's do that. You know, the, the hillbilly throwdown or whatever we call it. The moonshine throwdown. Moonshine throwdown. Right. Moonshine. I'm sorry. Moonshine. <laughs> Moonshine throw, yeah, that they name grew on me. By still the way, a hillb- still a bunch of hillbillies, huh? Yeah, that name had to grow on me for a while, but now I'm down with it. The Moonshine Throwdown. So no, I, I like it too. I, we needed a rival, and finally we got one. And but going back, going to the Sun Belt, we have we have we have old rivals there. It's it, it's going to be easy to get a, get Appalachian State back as our as our rival. And he, I think James Madison is going to be a nice little bus trip rivalry where both teams can take both fans joining us on the program charleston area attorney rusty webb big herd fan he's been keeping an eye on this as well so if i understand this correctly we're eventually going to see either a judgment or there's going to be mediation first so i understand mediation will there'll be a mediator obviously Will the mediator be the one that would possibly say, "Look, this is what you need to do," or we're going to the judge, or you know, and that mediator would be the one to maybe make the suggestions. Like Marshall's not leaving; they're they're solid on that. So here's the offer you should take. How's that work? Well, uh, not not to give you a, a full lesson in al- alternative dispute resolution, but there are actually three three terms. One's negotiation. That's where you and I sit down and and try to work it out. Number two is a is a third party mediator, who who has no st- no stake in the in the outcome, but they try to convince both parties to agree, and they do not have ultimate decision making responsibility. Like they can't go back to the judge and say, "Well, Marshall was un- unreasonable," or "CUSA wanted too much money." It doesn't work like that. They sit down to try to kind of bring in this. Uh, third-party uh, reasonable person to try to get two angry angry entities to agree the third one is is arbitration and there may very well be an arbitration clause in 
in those agreements. They're in virtually every contract that is signed uh, in in modern day. You sign one every time you sign up for streaming, every time you sign up for anything. You don't know it, but when you click yes or okay or approve, there's an arbitration clause in there. So arbitration is, if it's in the contract, and I have no way of knowing, it does go before a third-party arbitrator, and and that's like that's a that's a judge-like person, who or a panel of three people, who who you hear the evidence in summary, in a summary proceeding. You don't do months of litigation. You put your paperwork together. You bring in two or three primary witnesses, and you have a mini trial in front of an arbitrator, arbitrator or a panel, and they do make the decision. And it is not appealable. So those those are the three the three opportunities. But again, not having seen the contract, I don't know if there's an arbitration clause. I can only tell you that just about every contract uh, has an arbitration clause in it. Joining us on the program, Big Hurt fan, also uh, our go-to guy, Rusty Webb, Charleston area attorney. So, are you going to tweet? Maybe text Jeff O'Malley. Maybe uh, pass on a suggestion, just as a, you know, as a supporter <laughs> of the university. I mean, can you do that? I'm sure you can. I mean, I can, but uh, I, I suspect that there are enough people from the Marshall University community who heard me uh, make a recommendation to, to fire first instead of waiting to you know get fired at uh, that I probably won't need to. I suspect it'll spread like wildfire. I will tell you though that I'll be down in Huntington tomorrow. I've got a meeting, have a meeting with the mayor, and then I'm going to go run over and watch uh, the uh, the girls' uh, tennis team play WVU. They're playing WVU at home this weekend, and as you know, I'm a I'm an avid tennis fan too. So I'll be down that way tomorrow. I'll give uh, Mayor Williams my best. Um, I'll uh, I'll check in on my guy, Mister uh, One. Uh, Let's put you away. Are you friends with that guy? You know, I mean, he's a great tennis coach, but at the same time, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. How are you friends with that oh, guy? Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> well, he works. At, you know, he works up there in the summer. He yeah. Works in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. And you're. Let me guess. You're a Bengals fan. Uh. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's okay. been a. Is it's that been rough. A real Bengals fan or just? Oh no no no! It's okay. uh, it's it's long suffering, long time. Okay. Yeah. There okay. there's never been another NFL team. So yeah, it's okay. Because I asked the guy the other day, you had a cap one. I said, "How far back?" And I said, "Marvin Lewis." And he said, "No." And then he named a coach. I can't remember the coach's name, but he named a coach that that uh, coached the Bengals when when I was on the Marshall university band we went over and played halftime one time over there and he named that coach i'm like well okay you're legit you're not a bandwagoner so yeah no you know sam weich of course uh sam weich yeah he said weich and i'm like okay and you're legit you're legit i went through all the uh the shula years as well so yeah long time wow wow oh yeah oh yeah nobody remembers those years oh i do (laughs) 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 i do (laughs) Nice. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. So uh, my daughter became a Who Day fan. She's dating a, a, a. She goes to a UK and she's dating a guy from Cincinnati. So they uh, they've got another fan with with her now. So 
We'll get her back. We'll get we're, we'll get her back. Make sure you know she brings all the who day with us. Uh, but yeah, give that guy my best, <laughs> Mr. John Mercer. Get. I just don't know how John you're friends Mer- with that guy. I just don't understand it. Well, he's he's he he's does, okay. He does he does what he can with what he's got. And, you know, being a Pittsburgh fan, he hasn't had a very good year, and then he lost a. Uh, he lost his quarterback, who I saw dump, I don't know, 60 points up, uh, on us up at, up at Miami one time and the blowing rain sideways. Yeah, I remember that well. See, again, that's another reason why. I just don't understand his fandom. Why, why are you a Steelers fan? <laughs> especially especially yeah, that Roethlisberger had to wait until uh, Byron and Chad were gone to even be effective against the, the herd. So <laughs> enough of that. True. Enough of that Byron going to be a head coach? Uh, I, soon, I, I hope. Think. Soon, I hope. Maybe yeah, he's I waiting for wait. the uh, the Kansas City job to open up. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's biding his yeah, time. I'm, I'm so excited for him. I can't even see straight. Rusty Webb joins us. We got herd basketball coming up a little bit later. Before we let you go, of course, I know you're taking the herd, right? That's your prediction. Herd over Old Dominion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Want to get that on record. Rusty, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. We'll call back on you soon if we can. Um, some good stuff here. And sure. hopefully we'll get someone to get a message to Jeff O'Malley, uh, fire first. Yep. 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 I think it's a smart idea. Make them come to you. You can spread them out into three different states. That thins out their resources, and uh, it's divide and conquer. It's a, it's a, it's a trial strategy. Good stuff. Rusty, thanks for doing it. We appreciate it. Okay, Paul. That's Rusty Webb, Charleston area attorney. You like that strategy? Spread them thin a little bit? Make them show up in Huntington? That's a possibility there. Somebody somebody get that over to Jeff O'Malley. If, if He's a little busy right now, I'm sure. we got basketball happening tonight at the Henderson Center. Get Someone get a message over to him. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and then um, we'll talk a little bit more about this when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our text line is open for you. We do it during the pregame as well and postgame. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Texter writes, if I've got any insight into the incoming quarterbacks... I think we'll know better when we get to the green and white game. I think it's a little too early right now. I don't think we're anywhere near what's going to happen in the shoey with the quarterbacks just yet. So a little too early. One of them's going to have to beat the other two out. And, of course, it's going to be probably the most competition at the quarterback position we've seen at Marshall in a long time. So I'm expecting some some fireworks flying from the shoey and from days of practice that's coming up soon. So uh, that'll be a better question here towards the uh, the end of uh, next couple of months. Texter writes, hey, Paul, I'm looking forward to a big herd victory tonight. I'm thinking we are starting to play well to, together as a starter or off the bench. What say you? Go herd. Let's get that W. Thanks, Paul. Holmes. This is going to be a good test to find out tonight. Marshall, if it plays the way it played against UAB, if it plays the way it played against UTSA, I'm sorry, UTEP, if it plays the way it played against UTEP, and then maybe, just maybe, plays a little defense, we're going to be all right here. This is going to be okay. 
Marshall gets that 88-79 road victory. Taking on UTEP, I thought maybe Marshall would have a tough time. Now you're at home, and you're facing off against an Old Dominion team where you've been competitive in the past. This series is 13-12 in favor of Old Dominion. If Marshall can play a little bit better on defense and hit more of its shots, and Dan will talk about that here coming up in our pregame, if Marshall can play some defense and get hot, open things up a little bit, I think Marshall's got a chance here. The problem that killed Marshall was it got away from him. That first game against Old Dominion got away from him. So 24-5 run in that first half, that really just knocked the herd out. Marshall didn't have an opportunity to, to truly keep up with them. They made it competitive in the second half, but the damage was done. So Marshall's got to be able to play better defense. But if this team gets hot, we've seen what they can do. That's something Dan talked about this week. If they get hot, they can hit their threes. So some of the things he talked about was, one, trying to get better, some things I I wrote down from yesterday. He watched a lot of film, focused on that. Got to work on defense, got to work on baseline as well. Um, He's talking about things like if Marshall does it right, the pick and roll. You can't stop the pick and roll if Marshall does it right. So those are some of the things he's been talking about. But, um, yeah, you you got to watch the transition game. And something he said, which is pretty obvious, you got to score. If you get into a track meet with them, Marshall believes it can win a track meet. Marshall feels like it can score more than Old Dominion. If it gets going, it can beat them in a track meet. And, you know, that's Dan's philosophy for a, a lot of this is, you know, hit that three, open things up, you know, go down, out-tempo them, out-score them. Old Dominion is going to be tough to, to try to do that against. But at the same time, if you can – just the basics, the real basic stuff. Win the battle on the glass. Win the battle in the paint. Get good open layups. Hit those outside shots so you can open things up a little bit more. Get some of your key players to continue to perform. Tavion Kenzie might have to be a, a guy that sets up more players. I mean, he didn't have double digits, but Marshall won, and he looked pretty good out there doing it. So the herd's going to have to set up some of these uh, these plays a little bit better. Tavion Kenzie might have to be a, a setup guy. Maybe Tavion doesn't score 20 points. Maybe he scores 12, 15. He'll take the victory. Doesn't matter if he gets all the points. He'll take the victory if he's finding guys that are open. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back, wrap this one up, get set for our pregame coverage. We'll be on 93.7 The Dog as well. Marshall taking on Old Dominion. And we'll talk more about it when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Coming up tonight, it's Marshall Basketball taking on Old Dominion. We have got that game for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in for The Drive. We'll be over on 93.7 The Dog here in just a couple of minutes. As we're getting set for tonight's game broadcast. The Herd coming into the game 9-16, but improving to 2-10 in Conference USA after beating UTEP on Sunday 88-79. to 
Hope we see another good performance from Goran Milodinovic. Michael Byers, I want to see some good performances from him. Andrew Taylor, Marco Ceranic, Obina. I want to see double digits across the board. I want to see the herd shoot 56% again. I want to see the herd shoot 50% from the three-point line again. I want to see Marshall out-rebound Old Dominion. I want to see Marshall attack the glass. I want to see all of that. Everything that I saw against UTEP, I want to see more of that against Old Dominion. I'm sure you do as well. We're going to find out if whatever Marshall was doing in Texas came back on the plane ride. We'll find out. That is coming up tonight. And, of course, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni after the game with our post-game coverage. It'll be Michelob Ultra College Basketball Wrap-Up. So that's coming up tonight. We'll hear also, I believe we'll hear from Tony Kemper as well. His squad's on the road taking on Old Dominion as well. Marshall going into that game 12-10, and 10, but 7-6 and six in league play. Old Dominion's really good, 19-5 and five overall. They're 9-3 in league play. Marshall wants to win this one. Last time these two teams met, it wasn't that long ago, 62-47 in favor of Old Dominion. We'll hear from Tony Kemper in our pregame coverage coming up tonight. And that is here in about two minutes on 93.7 The Dog here, also on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. A lot of action in Conference USA tonight. We'll talk a little bit more about it. North Texas is taking on FAU tonight. That's going to be a big game in Conference USA. Middle Tennessee has an opportunity to continue to stay on top of the East Division. UTEP and La Tech's coming up tonight. Charlotte and Western Kentucky, we'll keep an eye on that one specifically. Rice is going to be at UAB tonight. You know, Rice beat UAB previously. I didn't see that one coming. So I didn't see what happened on, well, I didn't expect UAB to lose many. So will that happen tonight? And UTSA is taking on Southern Miss. So uh, that's all that's coming up tonight. We'll talk more about it here in just a moment. Paul Swan, your host. This is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.